Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. Today we're yakking about House of the Dragon. In this episode, we got a drama bomb. There was lots of fucking drama to be had. And it starts off with husband stuff. It starts off juicy, where you see Relina. Oof, I'm gonna try with her name. I thought I had it at the beginning of this, but I, it's gone. It flew out of my brain. Relina, Rihanna, she was having an audience of suitors. And one was an adorable boy who she admits to liking. I like him too. Who gets heckled by a family rivalry. <laughs> And ends up fucking killing the guy. Good on him. So the king got his man sword to meet his brother. He's only allowed to be a man when he's holding this sword. And sitting on the Iron Throne. Where he probably gets some more disgusting pussy le uh, lesions. He meets his brother who has a crown on. And a hammer. And he's like, I'm not only the king of the Stepstones. I did, I did it without your broke ass help. And they named me king of the Stepstones. And I got this hammer. Melt it down with the others, shall you? ho <laughs> ho. And his brother, they hug, they embrace, but the way he said melt down this hammer was very standoffish. It was very much like a dick's thing to say. But I think they could take that hammer and like put it in the armory and maybe a really cool knight at a tournament could wield this thing. It's a hammer. Maybe in the future, Robert Baratheon can wield this thing. That'd be cool as fuck to learn that Robert Baratheon's hammer is the crab feeder's hammer. Especially considering the dagger we see in this show gets passed around and ends up in Arya's hands somehow. Maybe King Baratheon goes hunting with the crab feeder's hammer and crushes deer's heads under cudgel. Oh, I need to bring up the fact that Daemon was an asshole and almost killed Princess Relina, Peacecraft, by flying his dragon really close to her ship and making her fucking fumble and bust her head on the side of the boat. She seems to be okay with it and is even entertained by it. Like, oh, it's just uncle being uncle. Oh, uncle's gonna be uncle a little later as well. And if this happened in real life, I'd be like, call the police. <laughs> This is Targaryens, so I'm kind of numb to it. I'm like, these are the Targaryens being Targaryens. I don't know why anybody thinks this is scandalous. This is just what happens with this family. Even later, Queen goes up to Relina and is like, bro, I know Targaryens are odd, but what the fuck are you doing with your uncle? So I'll tell you what she did with him. They cover up their hair, by the way, because your hair is white. And then when they enter the brothel, he, he exposes him and his niece's hair because I think he wanted to be caught. So that he can make this ruse and make it easy for him to have an easy marriage to Rihanna. He starts to go at it and go ham. And when he's going ham, he whispers into her ear, have you ever heard of Seabat? And she's like, no, what's that? He's like, great, now's the time to show you my thrusting mastery. But he never does. He's impotent. And also, he's kind of like, wait a minute, you're into this? <laughs> because he is all of a sudden not into it. And like walks away from her, leaving her half naked in a brothel. That's what I'd be pissed off at my brother for. I mean, yes, almost having sex with my daughter. Yes, I'd be furious. Also, you left her naked, half naked in a brothel. What the fuck? Also, what the fuck? Why did you sneak back in the front gates? Go back through the, the tunnel you, you left out of. You would have got up to your room without anybody seeing you. I think of Matt Smith as a father figure, you know, because of Doctor Who. And he wore bow ties and a fez and he wore Stetson once and it was very fashionable. I didn't see him in like a sexual way, like at all. That scene with him and her was very erotic. They had crazy chemistry. I was like, okay, I'm interested to see where this is going. Then you have to snap yourself out of it and go, hey, 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 they're related. And you're like, Bleh. no. <laughs> but then again, I'm able to separate fiction from reality. I know that this is, I'm not uh, here to go, more uncles and nieces should bone because that's illegal. That's wrong. That's bad. Do not bone your uncles. Do not bone your nieces. I should go without saying. I shouldn't have to say that. The Targaryens are weird. And because the Targaryens are doing it, I'm like, it's fine. 
because they're Targaryens. And then we go to a scene that I thought was unsexy just because of the way they filmed it. It was a scene with her and that hot-ass guard where she was like, I'm not going to be blue-balled. I'm getting some tonight. And she playfully, like, pulls him into the room with by taking his helmet. This felt like, to me, when you tell somebody, oh, they're teasing you because they like you. They have a crush on you. That felt like... I have a crush on you teasing. Not the normal shit of like what teachers tell you is that boy just has a crush on you when a kid just fucking kicks you in the kidneys. Yeah, that's different. That's bullying. Here, it was just a simple, t- I'm going to take your helmet, T. And he was like, come on, give it back. That was cute as hell. Um, But the sex scene made me feel, because they shot it weird, they shot it from like outside of the room. It made me feel f- like a creep, <laughs> you know? Also, it wasn't as hot as her and her uncle i'm sorry it was just kind of it was hotter than what was going on in the king's bedroom that was it was frigid in that room there was no heat he's just thrusting away and she's practically on her phone on instagram looking at embroidery it was painful to watch that scene and i love when she was woken up by the by the handmaiden and she's like it's late and the handmaiden just fucking fucks off like that's not my problem like i was given an order look i don't i don't make the goddamn rules like you could just imagine her, the queen, looking at a clock on her bedside table going, seriously? So after everybody's eventful, sexy night, the next day, all hell breaks loose. The drama bomb really explodes. That little snitch went into a high tower what the princess is doing. I call him a snitch because it's like, how are you tattling on the royalty? Like, that should be beheading. That's like treason. But it worked. He tattled. Hightower Hand had the unfortunate time of explaining to his boss, who was the king, that his daughter was spanging her uncle, which it didn't happen. It almost happened, and I think that's why he took their hair down, because he wanted to be caught. And that's why I think his friend, his wife, Damon's girlfriend, paid off the little boy. Like, look, tell the king they fucked, even though Damon can't get it up. Just tell the king they fucked, because it's part of Damon's master plan. The king wanted the the kid's head. The king was like, who told you this? And he's like, I can't tell you. There's a confidentiality, or else I'm not going to get any more secrets. If you go around beheading people that give me secrets, you won't get no secrets. This is how I do it. And also, I'm sorry, I gotta tell you a bad thing sometimes, King, but that's being a king, bro. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. He just thinks, like, you just want my chair. And he's like, bro, I'm telling you the truth. And he's like, all right, fine, whatever, let me talk to my daughter. So the king goes and talks to his daughter. He's like, Roseanne, did you sleep with your fucking uncle? And she's like, bro, I did not sleep with him. He's like, you know what? Marry the fucking sea snake's son. And she's like, all right, I'll do that, fine, cool, whatever. But you better handle your shit like a man. Grow a pair. And he's like... She challenged my pair and goes up to the high tower and takes his pin and goes, you're no longer the hand of the king. Go fuck yourself. All you want is my chair. So he's gone. No more high tower as the hand. His daughter is still the queen. And he realizes finally, you set me up with your daughter. Those times I was grieving, you sent her to me, didn't you? The dude has is incapable of keeping a straight face when he has machinations. He's like, <laughs> no, what are you talking about, king? So next week, we could be having a new hand of the king. Who do you guys think it's going to be? I think the new hand of the king might be that maester that brought the daughter the morning after tea. Speaking of the morning after tea, there's so many things about that that happen. First of all, does she or doesn't she drink it? I can see her not drinking it and getting pregnant with that night's child. And then when the kid's born with black hair, they're like, "Uh uh-oh, more drama. Or she takes it and is in a mission of guilt that she did do something she shouldn't have done. I don't know. I was hoping that she'd give birth to a half dragon like Daenerys did. This is the most I've been excited for this show. Um, the first three episodes were amazing, but this one has so much drama. It had enough drama to keep me titillated. The king meets Damon in the in the main throne room, and he's like, fuck you, Damon. 
Because Damon just kind of gets dropped unceremoniously to the ground because he's still hungover. And his <laughs> the king kicks him in the ribs. And, She's soiled now. Let me marry her. That's my master plan. To get the crown. To get your chair. He goes, you goddammit. You motherfuckers trying to get my chair. Go back home. Go back to the fucking veil. My daughter's going to have the after morning tea. You're not marrying her. And he's like, but I could protect her. The thing is, I think that Damon would be the best match for her. And not because I find their, their pairing to be chock full of chemistry. I don't think Damon would keep her in a place forcing her to bear heirs like her mother because she's terrified of that future of just being a baby factory without any freedom of her own and she looks up to the past queens of valeria that rode dragons and did what they fucking wanted and didn't need no man so i think that's would be a better thing for her damien damon would kind of just let her do what she wanted because he kind of understands her a little more than anybody else does. He spends time with her. He talks to her. When he swooped down on the dragon and almost sank her ship, she thought it was amusing. So I think they're a good match. But I also think that it's a good match. The sea son, the sea snake son. Yeah, he's like 15 or 16. My math is a little off. Will she want to spit out airs for him? No. I could definitely see no matter what happens, Aegon being her heir because she doesn't want to have children. I would just go, okay, my heir is Aegon. The problem with doing that is because the realm wants a king. She's putting herself in the line of assassination. She's like setting herself up to be assassinated so that they can have a, a, a king with a, with a set of balls, which, so what? You can still be a horrible monarch no matter what's in your pants. But that's this episode. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. They should have more drama on this show because this, this is the best episode yet. 10 out of 10. More drama. And more Damon. I think the more Damon in the episodes, the better. I'm really liking Matt Smith. He's capturing this character. I think that the king is pitiful. I like Rihanna, Relena. I, I don't remember her name. I did at first, and now it's gone. I know Damon. That's an easy to remember name, but she has some weird fucking fantasy name, and it's gonna take a minute for me to. By a minute, I mean several weeks to get it right. <laughs> but that's it. That's my thoughts on House of the Dragon. It was a great episode. Thanks so much for listening.